life in the real world. Welcome, Hair Loss Warriors. This is Jean Byrne. Today, we are chatting with Lisa Ferristad, owner and creative director of Cura Hair Solutions based in Marietta, Georgia. I've known Lisa for quite a while. She actually was my hairstylist, and then as I started to lose my hair, she was the one I turned to. At the same time, she was losing her hair and exploring basically the next step in her career. I hope you find this podcast interesting today, and this is part one with Lisa. So hello, everybody. Welcome to Alt Hair Life in the Real World. I am here with Lisa Ferristad. Correct pronunciation? Hello. You did good. It's a <laughs> tough one. Okay, good. I know it is. I know it is. It's like, just go by your married name. It'd be so much easier for all of us. It would be so much easier. I just, I can't but at do least it. It's not, at least it's not in the name of your business any longer, because that's a mouthful for anyone to try to want to book with you. Absolutely. Lisa Fur for Hair Solutions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Fur Fur, Fur Fur would go <laughs> with hair. That would work. Yeah. So. I could take that. So we're, uh, we're kind of, you're the first guest. We're kicking off the podcast. And really the focus is going to be on the alternative hair life and all the components that come with it. And the overarching goal really is to remove stigma, shame, anything. It really, we want to empower people and make it as fun as possible. And I know that you have seen as well as I've seen that there's really starting to be a little bit of a dynamic shift, I think, in social media where you're seeing a lot of young women and and people really being more empowered in terms of being more transparent in what's going on with them that's kind of why I started the podcast. And obviously I've known you now for quite a while and Mm -hmm. you have been on this path with me. I thought it'd be really interesting for our listeners to kind of hear about your story and our story together. So that is what we're doing. (laughs) So why why don't we talk a little bit about you, Lisa? All right. Um, (laughs) So first, I guess, how long have you been like in the hair stylist area? Like how long have you been doing that? And why did you get into that? Oh boy. So I graduated from cosmetology school in 1992 and I'm a second generation hairstylist. And it's funny because I always wanted to be a hairstylist and I never really knew why, but I think my why is because of my mom she was a hairstylist and she told me that I would be a good hairstylist. So she always encouraged me to look into going to cosmetology school, which is really not the path that most high school kids are looking at, especially where I went to high school. Everybody was really heading on to college. And then here I am going more in the artistic direction with my career, but it really was the best choice for me because especially I'm never bored with what I'm doing ever. And now that I ventured into the hair loss world and helping solve problems for my clients, it it's really become my passion and my direction and really one of my favorite things to talk about, because if I can help somebody feel better about themselves, ultimately they show up everywhere in their life better. And it's just a beautiful thing. So since 1992, was that the Clinton administration? Oh, I don't, I don't even know. I can't remember. (laughs) It's been a while. It's been a a minute that I've been in, you know, starting as a traditional hairstylist. And then we'd have to wind back to maybe, oh my goodness, maybe 10 years ago is when I really had the thought that I wanted to help women with hair loss. 
And it just started this frenzy for me and just spending hours and hours on the internet and looking and searching and finding, traveling from coast to coast and eventually, you know, over to Europe to find my brand partners that I feel comfortable wearing and I really enjoy working with. So it's been a kind of a slow shift, but in the last three years, I would say this has been my primary focus for business. Well, well, yeah. And I know I was there for the frenzy. So you were (laughs) talk a a little bit about how we met. So I know that I came to see you as a traditional hairstylist, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of, and I think that's been, has that been 20 years? Has it been 20 years? Uh, Almost. Yeah, probably very close. (laughs) Uh, So I came to you as a traditional hairstylist. And I think at that point, I still had good hair ish ish um uh, good hair ish yeah ish a, a good blow dry and some mousse worked for you at the time yeah. <laughs> and then and then as i kind of started losing my hair and getting you know things becoming more transparent in terms of my scalp i would come in with some of my new findings and i know that i mentioned in the first podcast my faux fringe which yes, i think I might have been the Yeah, I think that was the first thing I brought in, which was a little faux fringe with, which was a synthetic, because the problem with the faux fringe was that it doesn't sit right unless you cut it, unless you kind of trim it up. It looks not good. Did you ever wear that fringe? I I can't even. I I think I wore it once. I wore it once. And my mom, I remember my mom was sitting across from me uh, at dinner and she's like, you look so good with, with bangs. But as you are very well aware, I hate bangs. So (laughs) I don't more, ever want to more than anyone. In, in more I'm than aware. anyone. I hate them. I'm yes, I know. Basically, we did the faux fringe, and I was pretty big into. I don't know if we've all seen Karen on Will and Grace, but Karen on Will and Grace wears a big old hair, you know, like bun thing. Mm-hmm. And I would do that for work too. It was like a little hair scrunchie. I'd wear the hair scrunchie. Started with yeah, you didn't see the hair scrunchie too terrible. I was going to say, do have pictures. Was, was that a scrunchie like with hair on it? Yes. Synthetic hair. Awesome. Okay. I still, I still love them actually. They're like, they're like just like a scrunchie, but it's got like faux hair on it. And then you wrap it on your head and it looks super cute, but that's kind of what Karen does on Will and Grace. She wears that little faux fur, faux fur <laughs> right. scrunchie, but that's what she's, she's got all that fake hair going on. So, so there was points at work where I was definitely looking like Karen. So had that going on, had the faux fringe. I know that you and I, there was a period of time where we used like the topic fibers. What do you, do you have any thoughts on topic fibers and not maybe let's not say any brand, but do you have any, do you have any thoughts on fibers specifically like hair I fibers? I do. I think fibers are an incredible product in the very, very beginning stages of hair loss. When you start to notice thinning and your part is widening, I notice there's something that happens with clients as your hair loss progresses. So does your use of the topper, you're the topic powders. So what's happening is usually when somebody ends up in my chair, they're looking for another solution because these fibers have almost taken over their life. Not only are they ordering, you know, auto order, huge cans of this product, it's on their boards, in their bathrooms, it's in the grout, they can't get it out. And they're basically creating a hair system with these fibers. And then at that point, you're really losing kind of any natural looking solution. But it's something I think I look at it as almost a gateway 
it's almost really that first product that almost every single client I see has started with. And for the beginning, they're great because it blocks the reflection of the the light off of your scalp. So it stops that and it really diverts the eye from looking up at our scalp. But over time, um, it just, it really kind of creates a monster for my clients. And they're really, it almost builds up an anxiety and they're looking for a way to get away from that. So great in the beginning, but if you're using them, just be aware of that. How much are you using? How often are you using? Is it taking over your house? And that can happen. You know, so I even had a client, he was using a spray version and a powdered version, and he was having to sleep in a recliner with a towel on the back of his head because it was so much work to go ahead and build this process and fill in. And it really didn't look great. But the thing about anything we wear for our hair we do it to feel better about ourselves and we get used to something. So often I would say it's the first step can be a great first step, but if you're using it, just watch, you know, how many times you're reordering and what's going on with that. So, and I, I used them too, you know, I started there as well. And there might be people who that's all they will ever need is just a little bit of, you know, to cover, but they're the lucky ones. I was going to say they're the lucky ones. If that's, if that's all you need, I think at the point that you're kind of looking like a Chia pet, then you might need to not do the fibers anymore. (laughs) Yes. Or I often hear stories of the reason I'm here today is I had so much fiber in my hair that I realized everyone was staring at the top of my head and I didn't notice it looked crazy until I saw a photo of myself. So Often, I mean, and for me, that was really my first step was seeing a photo of myself because that just tells it all when you see a picture. Yeah, there's no depth. So it's kind of like, you know, you're just kind of putting this very monolithic color of powder um, and these fibers, which like we talked about, great for that first thing, but it was something I referenced in the, 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 the podcast right before this, that at the point that you're using like half a can a day, you might want to look at other options. If you're on, if you have a subscribe and save with Amazon, you might want to look at some other options. I want to say, I want to agree with you on that. And also, you know, are you ordering the uh, jumbo size? Like what is happening? How often is it coming to your home? Like then it (laughs) might be a little much something to just check in with yourself and see what's going on with that. Yeah. You might want to explore other alternative hair possibilities. And, and there's many, there's many different things that we can, you know, talk about. I think one of the things that I really liked, which also I referenced in the podcast right before this was the halo, because I remember sitting in your chair and we had that other stylist that was in the Sola Suites who was selling the halos. Those were that actually for people who don't want to commit into like an extension and just want something fun to add hair. I think that's a really great little option, those things that are on the the wire, but for hair loss, I mean, I think it's also, once again, a gateway kind of system. I think it's great for people, and you obviously, Lisa, you correct me, but I think it's great for people who want a little added volume, a little glam, but I don't know if it's necessarily a solution for folks. Yeah, I do think they're great. I think it's a really nice fashion accessory, but the one thing that you have to have to wear those with it looking realistic is you have to have enough 
hair on the top of your head to cover the wefting or the system of the halo because I remember I saw it and you popped into my head. I was like, the next time you're here, you are going to see this product. And you, two of us went right over to her studio and you bought one, I think that day, right? And I was so excited for you and I couldn't wait to get mine. And the stylist looked at me and she said, you can't wear one. And this was in my, you know, early learnings and hair replacement. And I'm thinking, well, why, why couldn't I wear it? And I think at some point I put one on and I know why, because when you wear something like that and you can see the entire system in your hair, that's worse than just to me wearing your bio hair, because you're really there's no believability to it. It just would look like a photo somebody would take almost as a joke. So I remember feeling this, I don't say jealous isn't the right word, but thinking like, well, why, why can't I wear that? But I wasn't aware of all the other wonderful options that are out there for people to wear that have a a hair loss pattern like mine. And they are a great thing to wear. You can also wear those with a topper as well. So the thing that you could wear the halo extension for length and just to fill in the bottom because sometimes a topper doesn't give you that um, effect where it fills in the density on the bottom. So you could do two things and then now you're talking and that would have been my way to wear it. Yeah. And that's, what's so, in, that's what's so interesting. Cause I think at that time in our history together, my hair loss on top wasn't as bad. So I could wear the halos and everything else. And I think as we've gone through our lives together, um, it's changed. I think my hair actually looks worse now. The bio hair looks worse now than yours does. I think we're both still, I think we're both in the cotton candy um, sisters club. Uh, you know, the Hyatt's high, high super wispy. But, you know, I, I think it was interesting because it just really, as my 40s went, it was kind of like, oh, I could, I could do the fibers for a little bit. And then, oh, I could do the faux fringe and, oh, I could do the halo. But as the years went, it got worse and worse and worse. That's really for our folks out there that are like thinking, like, maybe you're at the very beginning of, you know, your hair, your hair loss journey. And you're looking at these different options. So these options, if you're, if you're in almost phase one, <laughs> if you're in phase one, these are great places to be. I mean, there is a lot of good things out there. And that really is also part of why we're talking because there are so many options out there for you folks. Like you don't have to worry, you know, like I think there was a point in time, probably when we were even younger, that there really wasn't a lot of these things available for people. Like you had like a toupee or a hat or, you know, you just kind of embraced your cotton candy and let your scalp shine on through. But I, you know, I think it's changed a lot probably in the last 10 years, maybe the baby boomers, the boom, the boomers were like, I am not doing this with my hair. I want something to look good. Absolutely. Now, mind you to correct everybody, Lisa and I are not boomers. We are Gen Xers. So yes. <laughs> and Gen Xers <laughs> oh, like, I have... <laughs> Gen Xers like, have nice thank you. Here. So we met and basically I've been just, you know, trailing along behind Lisa in terms of her journey. And really, we've we've gone all the way from you know the top the topics hair fi- hair fibers the hair fibers to the halos to the faux fringe, and then we got into the world of extensions. Once again, yes. tackling the sides of my head versus the top of my head. So I think in the very beginning when we were doing extensions, it was a solve. But why don't we talk a little bit about the fun? of our time 
in extensions land. Okay. So I'll explain a little bit about extensions. Okay. We have in, in really hair replacement world. So we have what I would have different categories of, we have the fashion side of it. And then we also have more of the medical and emotional need side of it. So we've got, you know, kind of two different places. So in my journey of finding solutions for my clients and myself, what I was looking for, I would spend hours on the internet, on Instagram, just looking to see what was out there. And I found a beaded row of method of attachment uh, class that was going on out in California. And I saw it signed up. Actually, I went out and I shadowed with this artist. So I was able to spend some time with her in her studio. And the before and afters were incredible. I just thought this could be an amazing thing. But what I didn't know was one of the most important things is the quantity and quality of hair that is even growing out of someone's head that can be put into these beads because it's a bead and a string and there's many different methods out there. Uh, and it's really great, I would say, for more of the fashion world. But Jean, you were always you know, top of mind for me for modeling and trying everything out. And you were always, I'm there. Yep. You know, what is it? I'm going to try it. Put it on so, my head. So here we go. Lisa, you were my first person. I also had another client who was also really just there for me and just trying a bunch of different methods. Uh, we installed your rows of bees. I'm thinking probably three is my guess. Yeah, yeah I think we did three rows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, put them in, sewed them in. And, you know, we were, it was beautiful. Your before and afters were great. I would say you, you were pretty happy. I was, right? I thought I looked amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You did look amazing. Yes. And we have the, the photos of it. But let's fast forward to what, a week or two in, maybe um, a week? Well, I mean, there were, we, yeah. So we started having some challenges. <laughs> I, I got a, a text possibly. Yes. I, I might have some pain happening. And uh, here, you know, just for me also learning always with our uh, times together, everybody has a different level of pain, right? So for some can be very sensitive and we've learned you have a pretty high level of pain tolerance from what we're finding out. So as part of me being a student of this method, I was involved with a like Facebook group so we could message and ask questions. And you sent me a photo, which you thought was pretty funny <laughs> at the time of your, your weft sticking out at a 45 degree angle on your head. And I was like, you said, well, the pain is now gone. Okay. So the pain's gone. I guess that's good. So I message the group and say, send, put your photo. The first question I get back is, is your client's hair attached to those beads? Like, has it removed her hair? And her I mean, head. my heart sank. Yes. My heart sank. So was that one of the times we met at nine o'clock at night or 10 at night? I can't remember. It probably was. I know that there were two incidents where we had some mm, uh, issues where Emergency. my hair, yeah. yeah, so that one definitely had where I took the picture and the weft was throwing all the way out. And I was like, huh, this isn't good. And the problem is with that guy, so the row, 
started kind of like right at my temple and then it went around my head. Well, the temple had come undone. So it is hanging completely off. And this was a Thursday night. So I have work the next day. I think this was this event. I had work the next day. I couldn't go to work like this, right? So I call my boss <laughs> and I'm, I, and he's a dude. And I'm like trying to say, um, I uh, can't, I can't come in tomorrow, a Friday. I can't come in tomorrow. Can I work remote? And he denied me. He said, no, you cannot work remote because it's a Friday. And I just remember <laughs> like, okay, so let me get this straight. I now have a hair emergency. I can't work remote, which now, of course, with the pandemic, everyone works remote. And now I just have to sit at home in shame waiting for Lisa to be able to see me, which she did that day, but I couldn't go into work. And then when I did get in your chair, what did you find? What did you find? Oh boy. Um, we found uh, my worst fear was true. Your hair had pulled out, detached from your head. So really what had happened, looking back, learning all the time, those beads were too heavy and your hair just couldn't hold it. Your hair was really fragile. So we had hair attached and in all fairness, there could be a different way to put these beads in, different beads, different strings. So we have to look at also the person who's doing it, me also learning. But the thing that really struck me and still is with me to this day, but you had nine, you had nine bald spots in your head that went around. And I, I just also remember, sent- I just remember when you gasped, I think there was a moment where you were like, oh. Jean, the biggest piece to me was you wanted me to put them back in and I did not want to put them back in because I didn't have at the time, another option for you, but you, it made you feel so good that you were willing to have me put those back in and have, you know, I I later found out you were putting an ice pack on your head and that is not okay. Yeah. That's when Lisa got on me about. Yeah, that's when you got on me about my pain threshold, because I was like, well, it hurts a little bit. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I had to put an ice pack on it. And you're like, what ice pack? That's that's not good. So yeah, I did want the hair put back in because I could not conceive of not having hair. I just and I still I still can't. And I really I mean, like, I really am thrilled with the women who can kind of embrace being bald and stuff like that. And they look amazing. I can't do it. I I didn't realize, I think, where my insecurities were, but they certainly were with hair. And I, I also knew by having fuller hair, I look a lot younger. Like if I went mm-hmm. running around with the bio hair that I have underneath the system I wear, I would look really not good. <laughs> I would not be looking like a pretty princess in any way. <laughs> so oh, um, I, I'm right there with you. So my, my system is on at all times. Yeah. or a hat. Um, but one, one other thing I do want to bring up that uh, if we do want to find a little humor in this, I'm not sure how many times we had the, uh, the detachment, but I do remember we had twice, at least. you wearing a headband, oh, like God, you yeah. would wear skiing to, you're like, I am now sporting the ski lodge look <laughs> to hold your hair down or something. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. But you know, you had a boss that 
a, maybe didn't understand or B you couldn't be vulnerable enough to say, look, I'm ha- I'm really having a bad hair day and it's yeah. for real. Like, and you're you absolutely know? right. You're absolutely right. I, I did because I was having other detachments occurring. And I remember I took my, um, team to escape room for, uh, for team build. And I have pictures of me wearing kind of like the workout head wrap with like a long sweater and boots. Like I'm, I'm trying to be like, yeah, I look cute. And I'm like, God, that's not a good look. But I mean, it's just, I just, you know, at that point, things were starting, I think really to get bad, even, even towards the top uh, of my head. But it really was just, I was just doing everything at that point. And luckily I had you because we were kind of exploring all of that together to figure out how do we solve this? Because the one thing I just didn't want to do was have bad hair. I just, you know, it it just wasn't, it it just wasn't something I could do. It's also why I bond. Like I, when I, I have a bonded system and we'll talk about bonding, what that means, but I have a bonded system. And so that means when I get up in the morning, I have hair on my head and I look good. I cannot, I don't do well as we came to realize recently. I do not do well, Mm. not being bonded. So yeah, I did. I forget. Yeah, the ski, the ski look. Luckily, it was winter because God forbid it had been like summertime, and I was trying to work the ski lodge work. That, that or the ski lodge look that wouldn't have people would have questioned it. I think people probably questioned what the heck I was doing anyway. But you know, hey, whatever. Uh, you just so. you rocked it. You had to. It was it was a break in case of emergency, and then you you know. I also had someone try the beaded method on my hair as well. And it, it slid out. And I remember I was in target and I just felt something move. And I had a very similar situation. My hair was still attached to my head, but the weft was, you know, hanging out there for everyone to see. And I just, I, I ran right to my car. These are things that when we have fails like this, it's, it can be very traumatic. Yeah. Well, I think everyone who wears, I think everyone who wears old hair or faux hair knows it, right? Like, it's like, did something slip? Did something fall? Is something exposed? (laughs) Are people looking at me? What's happening? What is going on on my head? Like you want to almost, that's the thing too, in terms of this journey, you want to find something that works for you that you're not constantly thinking about it as well. Right. And it does take, a little time to find the thing that works best for you, because what works for you may not work for me, vice versa. So the good news is, is there's a lot of different options out there. And, you know, somebody might like wearing a bonded system. Somebody might prefer to wear a wig, remove their bio hair altogether. You know, there's just, and there's really the only way to, to do this is to work with somebody who has a lot of experience, has maybe, you know, expertise in a couple different things and then meet with them and find out that, okay, this is my solution, my person, but it, it can take a little while to get there to find out what works. And I know um, the next step in our journey for you is we found something that actually worked pretty well for a while. And that was the tape in extension. And those, I, lo- you know, I actually I- did like them. I, I liked them. I thought they, they really are a good solution for someone, I think, who probably isn't losing on top, but just the sides. Those tape-ins, I thought, were actually pretty good, but we also had an adventure with those as well. Do you remember the late nights, you and uh, me? Was was the hair tangling? What happened with no, that? No, the hair tangling was on the other, the, the bead system. 
um, where he had okay. hair tangles, but the, the tapins, because we started and I needed so much more coverage that you basically started trying to take the tapins higher and higher up my head. And there was that one time we were like four or five hours doing tapins. Oh, yeah. We probably had your whole head in tape. Pretty much. We pretty much had my, yeah, I think we had my head in tape all the way nearly up to the scalp line or to the, the part line. And the, the thing with both the extension, both the beads and the tapins, which like I said, they're great, but what I also could not stand because I love a great ponytail and I love a great bun. I'm wearing yes. a bun right now. I'm sure all of our listeners can tell, but um, I, uh, and it's a high bun. It's a high bun. It's, it's up there, but you couldn't do that with the beads or the tape. Because, I mean, unless you wanted to be like full Britney 2008, where she just would expose her tape, I just didn't like, <laughs> I didn't like showing that there's a bead showing or there's tape showing. I, I, I just really wanted to wear my hair in a ponytail or in a bun and it looked good. And so that I, for me as a wearer of those, it was a limitation for me. And then just, it got to be ridiculous how many uh, extensions you were having to put in my head. Like it was absurd. You know, we end up hitting that same dilemma that you hit with the fibers, right? It's how many, you know, panels do we have to put in to give you what you want? We can get to the point we're kind of at max capacity and it's just, it can be overwhelming. It's limiting in what you can do with your hair. We, we, we sort of hit what I would call maybe a roadblock there, right? It's like, okay, now what do we do next? And then we really started solving our issues from the top down. Thank you for listening today to Alt Hair Life in the Real World. This is Jean Byrne. Next week, we will also be talking with Lisa, where we'll talk about toppers and a little bit more about the bonded system and just some more chatting about working within the hair loss industry and and identifying hair loss solutions. Your main takeaway for today is whether or not you are also a member of the Cotton Candy Sisters Club. Have a great week, everyone.